Hello, party people. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, today we are on Molly's porch, in case you were wondering that. Um, and spoiler alert, we didn't read the book that we said we were going spoiler to. Spoiler alert, Caroline has not started the book, and I am well into the book. Okay, I'm <laughs> three pages in, so that's gotta count for something. Um, so yeah, we'll be finishing that, or I'll be finishing that. Well, we'll both be finishing that. Anyway, by November 1st? Yes. And you can quote me on that. So, yeah. Um, so, today, we're just gonna be chatting, um, kind of free-flowing thoughts. Not that the last one wasn't free-flowing thoughts, um, but even more than last time. And... Yeah, just about our favorite books, what we've been reading, stuff like that. Anything to add, Molly? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what you've read in the past month? Um, I'm struggling to remember, but in the past month, I haven't done as much reading as I usually do, which is a lot, but right now I'm reading A Paragon, and I'm listening to the Becoming audiobook, Michelle Obama's book, and I'm loving it. It's so good. I feel like I'm reading two incredibly thought-provoking books at once, which is interesting. So it's a lot to process at once, but I, I love having an audiobook going because I just listen to it, whatever I'm doing that I don't need to like focus on. So, you know, it's great for running or like gardening and stuff like that. And I was a little apprehensive to read Becoming. Um, it's so popular, but there's a lot of books by famous people that are written that really aren't good, but they're super popular because they're famous, um, like the Jesse Diggins book. Sorry, Jesse Diggins, we love you, but we don't love your book. <laughs> that was a previous book club pick. Oh, yeah, yeah it was. Not Maddie great. was an honorary guest in that one. Love you, Maddie, if you're listening. <laughs> But Becoming is surprising me because it's not like that at all. It's incredibly well-written. and Well, I mean, it's Michelle Obama. I, I know, but <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was going to be bad. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Michelle Obama. You're a queen. It's not bad. <laughs> it's incredible. You're inspiring me. And yeah, just read it. I feel like I feel half like, the world already has. But. Yeah, I feel like most people have. The audiobook is so good because it's narrated by her, right? Yeah. yeah, I listened to it, half of it, with my mom on some car trip I don't know but I just remember I really liked it as well the parts that I did read <laughs> yeah I I love an audiobook that's read by the author it's so good mm -hmm. yeah because I mean they know like how they wanted it to be read I'm very picky with my audiobook readers I feel like I'll read anything is I the past summer I spent listening to trashy young adult <laughs> romance audiobooks uh, while I drove to work, and it was just a great way to start off the day with a, a poorly performed audiobook, <laughs> just like monotonely reading young adult sex scenes. <laughs> There's nothing better. Nothing that gets me going in the morning. <laughs> nothing that will make you forget your life problems for just like an hour. Yeah, it's great. No, that is very fair. Um, yeah, anything else? Um... I'll probably think of something as we go on, but I I think those are the two memorable things that I'm reading this month. Cool. Yeah, um, I also have not been reading 
pretty much at all except for the required reading I have for class because I'm taking a lit class um very fun um so we're reading but why did I say becoming we're reading beloved for that class I actually just finished that this morning yeah and amazing book just gorgeous incredible all the things um but very intense and so I didn't really want to read another intense book. I haven't really been in the mood for that. Hence, that's my excuse for not starting a Paragon. Um, And I also read some fun YA stuff at the beginning of the month. It feels like years ago that I read that. But I read or reread An Ember in the Ashes, which is a YA fantasy um, that is... Honestly, it held up to the test of time. I read that back in middle school, probably eighth grade, and I remember liking it, and yeah, I liked it again, even more so than I liked it in the time. I continued with the series, and I read the second book right after that, um, which is A Torch Against the Night, and that book was kind of a flop. Not gonna lie, didn't like it. (laughs) It had the second book slumps or whatever, Um, so yeah. I don't know if I'll finish the series. Maybe, maybe not. And yeah, oh, and then I started two days ago. Um, I'm thinking of ending things by someone. It's the, it's, it was just turned into a movie on Netflix and it's kind of spooky, so. That sounds also intense. <laughs> yeah, but it's more like a thriller. So oh, okay. it's not like intense in a way that's hard to um process what am i trying to say like it's not intense in like a real life way yeah exactly an intense thing that would never happen to you yeah that's why i've been watching a lot of criminal minds as well (laughs) i'm low-key addicted um i've broken i've broken the addiction it's been four days now four days clean of criminal minds but I miss You're on it. the path to recovery. <laughs> I really am. It was getting so bad that I watched like an insane amount of it like last, not this Saturday, but the Saturday before. And I could not sleep all night. I stayed up until two in the morning because I was just so paranoid that I was about to get murdered in my sleep. I'm <laughs> such a baby when it comes to horror. Um, hence why I should not be reading a thriller. But yeah. That's my, my life personal update. opinion on horror is why would you want to make yourself scared when you could just not be scared? Yeah, I I <laughs> hold that opinion. I do like a good thriller. Or not a thriller, but like, yeah, a psychological thriller. That's more yeah. like just... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're, they can, Well, I've only read one, so maybe I don't really like them. But I like the one I read because it wasn't very scary, but... It was just fast-paced and easy to get through, which is sometimes what you want. Um, yeah. And we're back. Um, we just took a nice little break and listened to Molly's exclusive reading of her um, debut novel, The Dragon Chronicles, coming <laughs> soon to bookstores near you. It's a singular book, unfinished, <laughs> but it's called The Chronicles, so I don't know. <laughs> so that you know there's more good stuff coming. <laughs> Uh, anyway we thought we'd do a little introduction of ourselves for those of you who are tuning in who don't know us in real life which is none of you (laughs) 
So, and if you do know us, you know, maybe you'll learn some new fun facts that you can use at our trivia nights. (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot of those. (laughs) Just to, you know, really fuel our egos even further. Um, Molly, do you want to start? I have nothing to say. Sure. I'm Molly. Um, I, basically what you'll learn is that Caroline and I are almost the same person, (laughs) except for a few key facts. Um, I... I'm kind of a six-year-old woman. I love everything that an old person would love, i.e. gardening, um, wearing clogs, and khaki pants. And She is currently, <laughs> I can confirm, wearing all three of those things. And, I don't know, just like hanging out with my dog. Um, I, I'm not allowed to have a cat because I live with people who are allergic. But otherwise, Very I would have sad. 55. And, yeah, I... Love being outside, a big sea kayaker. I love backpacking. Um, just all the good stuff that you do out of side, out, out, out of doors, <laughs> out of these confining walls. <laughs> and besides reading, um, I like to write. I like to write exclusive edition novels. <laughs> and yeah. Um, I like period dramas on Netflix. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have not learned to knit yet, but I will probably be adding that to my old woman skills very soon. Yes. That's me. I could teach you, maybe, if I remember how to. I got into knitting at Conserve, so. Also, I just had a genius podcast idea. We should do one. We just narrate the by the corridor. That would be very funny. Yeah. Strange people that walk by my house. I just saw an old man go by biking in case anyone was um, interested. Oh, one last important thing about me. I have seen every single episode of the Great British Baking Show more than three times. And I'm not afraid to admit that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Okay, well, where I differ from Molly is I don't like period dramas. Wait, the last (laughs) important thing to add about myself, I like to play the violin. I'm a big fiddler, classical violinist. Um... Was just playing before this podcast. Yeah, I like to do that too. Okay, Caroline. And we know a famous violin. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Joe, if you're listening, miss you. You should come to the Northland. Anyway, um, yeah. What is interesting about me? I do know how to knit poorly. Um, I also would love a cat, but. My family is not allergic to cats. They claim they are, just so we can't get one because they hate them. Um, I like... (laughs) Also, what? Skiing? (laughs) I like skiing. Molly told me I like skiing. (laughs) It is true. I do like skiing. Um, Like to be outside. I'm trying to think of anything. Why? I don't even know who I am. (laughs) um i'm lazy like to lie on my couch as well (laughs) um yeah oh i just started working at a coffee shop which has been really fun it's weird because it's a barista but she can't make any (laughs) drinks okay i can't make espresso drinks if you wanted a plain coffee i could pour that for you (laughs) or if you wanted a pour over I got you. But espresso drinks are life. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I it's not on me. They don't want to teach me, and I can't. I can't help that. She's a barista. <laughs> yeah, I'll claim barista <laughs> title, um, because baristas are cool. Um, mm-mm-mm. yeah. <laughs> this is going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like along with who we are is also our favorite books. You know, I. I feel very defined by my favorite books that I've read in my life. I think that most people don't understand that, but if I could, like, introduce myself and be like, hi, I'm Molly, and these are my five favorite books right now, I feel like that would tell everyone else a lot about me. So I, basically, I would love to talk about my favorite books because what a great topic. I agree. Um, And I'll just start. I feel like we should trade off. Sure. I'll talk about three that I want to talk about. These in no way are the only books on my top list because how could you choose? There's probably at least, I don't know, there's at least 25 books that I would say are my favorite books at any point in time. So you you can't choose one. It's like asking to choose your favorite child. Which we would know about. (laughs) (laughs) Are you implying that you have a child? I'm implying that we have a child. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> well, on that note, um, the first book that I would love to talk about is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Just wanted to claim that for yes, I <laughs> would like to say I showed her that book. She did. Um, and I read that this year, actually. I feel like I was one of 50 people who hadn't read that book yet. Um, but I'm, I never really know about trendy things until after they've happened. Anyway, I love that book. She's quirky like that. <laughs> I listened to the audiobook twice, and that is one of the best audiobooks I've ever heard. Actually, it's the best audiobook I've ever heard. It's incredibly well done. Yeah. Whoever that narrator man is, he needs a raise. He did a very good job. <laughs> he that- did an exceptional job. The accents are great. He managed to read the dialogue like you were just sitting there having a conversation and part of that's the writing too but it also had to be performed well and he didn't make female voices weird it's really hard to make it sound authentic yeah. and it felt very natural yeah. i feel like in that he did a great job and i just love that book i want to like crawl inside the world and just live there for a little bit because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's amazing especially and right now with the stress i know of the <laughs> upcoming election <laughs> it was even better then it was better listening to it the second time than it was the first time, so that's how you know it's good. But I just love the writing. Casey McQuinston is such a good author, and I feel like we don't even deserve her. But she has amazing writing skills, yet she chose to write that book, and I think we are all in debt to her. (laughs) Yeah, Molly and I were checking to see if her next book had come out and we tricked ourselves into thinking it had and it was a really sad moment when we realized it was 2021 it's coming out in june 2021 so So mark your calendars we have something to look forward to i'll probably be pre-ordering it in the next couple of weeks (laughs) just in case (laughs) yeah i don't know i feel like almost everyone has read that book and almost like everyone in the young adult fandom i would say but it's for a good reason, because it's just so good. And I love the romance. I have read 
almost every single young adult novel there is, like young adult romance novel. So I feel like I am qualified to say that this is my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's technically new adult. It is. Because they are t- adults. <laughs> yeah, but it but, falls in the same yeah, category. Yeah, it's like a blurry line. And um, my favorite thing about it was how it was structured. And there's three basic forms of like the romance in young adult books. It's either they get together, the whole book is them getting together, then at the end they have their first kiss, or it's them getting together, then they fight about something really dumb, and then they get back together. But this one, this one was one of the blessed last forms in which they slowly get together, and then they just stay together, and they don't fight over something really dumb. And I just love it. It was amazing. I will probably reread that, like, every month. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to reread it every month. Okay. Someone's playing some tunes out on the court. (laughs) Um, I did not prepare. Who's surprised? Um, Favorite book, right off the top of my head. (laughs) Uh... Do you want me to talk about my next book? Yes. Okay. <laughs> my, the next book I want to talk about is, oh man, there's so many to choose from, but I would like to say The Help. Um, I love this book so much. I've actually only read it once, but it's amazing. And the movie was a really good adaptation as well. And the story is just so empowering And it's such an important history, I think. Um, But my favorite part about it was the character of Skeeter. And I think that she's one of my favorite book characters of all time. And I just find her so inspiring. And she got me through middle school. I would remind myself to be like Skeeter in moments of challenge in my life. And that actually really helped. And so that helped specifically the character of Skeeter is kind of like a mantra for me um and I just think her bravery and her just like her commitment to being a good person in a really challenging environment in the deep south to stand by her black friend um is incredible and I I strive to live like Skeeter and I think that I really should do a rereading of the help to remind myself that because I would be a better person. Yeah. So if you haven't read the help by some miracle, read it or not, or read it and then watch the movie. But the movie was recently added to Netflix. So it's very accessible and it's really well done. So if you have to watch the movie and not read the book, we would forgive you. Okay. Now it's on me. Um, for some reason, like I have, no books come to mind um usually i check goodreads but i just deleted that from my phone in an attempt to force me to finish my college applications but one that does come to mind is under the udala trees by i do not know her name okay it takes place in nigeria um and i do not know how to pronounce the author's last name but it's chinello Paranta. um yeah i know i just butchered that but basically it's about um this young girl 
growing up in Nigeria in the middle of a civil war and coming to terms with her sexuality and there's a beautiful romance in there um like later into the novel when she's a little bit older um and it's just I thought it was a really beautiful coming of age story um there are some quotes in there that just you know they make you tear up they're so good they just really hit home um yeah I can't really I it's been a while since I've read it but it's just one of those books that has stuck with me enough to be on one of my favorite books list so yeah I can't really (laughs) it's it's weird it's like it's your favorite book but sometimes you don't even know why it's like you just know you liked it or you loved it or it was impactful to you at the time but you don't necessarily even remember the plot (laughs) so yeah yeah I think I think sometimes when people ask me what my favorite books are I just forget every single thing I've ever read in my books yeah what are books? that's where I'm at right now <laughs> I, I can't remember books. a single book <laughs> I have a lot of books but somehow they all slip my mind oh I have a book can I go okay braiding sweetgrass oh, did yes. I steal yours no it's okay. okay good um I read this it took me so long to read this book and usually you can like tell my enjoyment of a book on how sh- short my time reading it is like the shorter the time the more I enjoyed it you get what I'm trying to say but this one took me four months to read something crazy like that um to be fair I was like at a semester school doing other things being wild and crazy uh, (laughs) or not at all um but I didn't have a lot of time to read point being um but yeah I just read it really slowly over the course of that semester and it is just a gorgeous book I think it is a book everyone should read again there are a million quotes I could quote from that book um if you don't know what it's about it's by Robin Walker Kim Robin (laughs) Walker Robin Robin Walker um yeah that's the author not Robin (laughs) wait what (laughs) anyway Um, yeah, and it's, uh, about her experiences as a Native woman, um, and also a scientist, and kind of just her ponderings, um, it's a collection of essays, um, about nature, and human interaction with nature, and how to learn from the natural world I keep saying nature I feel dumb but in coexist and learn from the outdoors and it is just beautiful amazing writer just incredible incredibly talented woman so yeah just to add to that when I read that book it was after Caroline um Caroline gave it to me after she finally finished it I was like you need to read this book um, and I read it, and I swear, I, I had just an epiphany moment. I was like, this is a new world. I have never looked at the world the same way. And it is a huge, it's a huge force in how I see nature and how I view um, the forest and our relationship to it and to everyone. It, it's amazing. It's just 
so well written and the ideas that she presents from such a unique perspective as both a native woman and a botanist are so interesting so you have to read it and just save it. have to <laughs> savor it i when i read that book i seriously i believed that if every person in the world would read that in some capacity that we would not be in the climate crisis we're in today oh for sure if we adopted the philosophy she presents like it would solve it would everything. solve all of our problems but obviously that is a lot easier said than done it's a lot harder to live by a philosophy than it is to adapt it and such <laughs> um yeah so if whether you're like an outdoorsy person or not i think that book has a lot to offer just on like the way you interact on a day-to-day basis with your surrounding environment um, it's essential, in fact. In fact, it should be required reading, like, frankly. <laughs> oh, I I keep a list in my head of things I wish I could require the entire world to read, and on that list are Braining Sweetgrass and Lord of the Flies. Those are the two things on that list. I've never read Lord of the Flies. You should read it. Or The Help. You should also read that. <laughs> so, um, The next book I want to talk about is, or the last book I want to talk about, it's, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it was one of the most impactful books I've read. Um, another thing about me, fun fact, I am really weirdly into fermentation and microbes. Oh my and my dad got me this book um, just because he thought it sounded interesting and that I would like it. It's called Gut. And it's by this German, um, she's a scientist and studying to become a gastroenterologist and she just is, writes about the human gut in a really fun um easy to read way it it could easily just be a collection of scientific papers that are dry and hard to read but she wrote it in a fun and funny and quirky way that makes you want to read it and it's actually illustrated by her sister who i think her specific job title or career is like science science communications artist which is such a cool thing so she draws all these fun pictures of um what the doctor is describing in her writing and it really just solidified um it's like a passion that i have about gut health which is strange but it's really cool and you have to be into nonfiction to read it but it's really interesting it goes into the brain gut axis which is the new field of research of how your gut health can affect your mental health and actually what you think in your brain. And you just learn all kinds of things, like how you actually poop scientifically, how you poop. I told a lot of people this after I read it. Um, It was gross, but I did. Yeah, I can confirm I (laughs) stole the book from Molly because I had nothing to read this summer for like just an hour. Um, And... As someone who is not doesn't like reading scientific things and also does not have the same passion for gut health, um, she writes it in a way that is very accessible and like fun, even if you're not that passionate about it. And the drawings are very cool. You learn lots about your sphincter, so get excited. <laughs> so if you've at all wondered, hmm, I wonder how my gut actually works, or hmm, how do you poop scientifically? Or what goes on in my brain when I digest food? Then this book is for you. Um, this is just a shameless plug. Like, read this <laughs> book if you want to find out 
about a really cool part of the human body and how it works and fascinate your friends with fun facts about poop. Okay, those are my the three books that I really wanted to talk about today. Do you have any, any other books to add, Caroline? I'm thinking. I like I have a mental image of my bookshelf in my room and I'm like going through each shelf to see um, if I can think of anything. Oh, this is really random, but I'm going to talk about Clockwork Orange. Um, I read this in like eighth grade back in the day when I was in the middle school, in the middle school. <laughs> she was in the middle of school. I was. Um, I thought I was like really cool and edgy for reading like classics. And so I read like The Catcher in the Rye and I hate that book. To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> I just didn't even care about it, but I read it anyway. I read Fahrenheit 451. Um, and I like was too young to like really fully comprehend like the significance or like the meanings of these books, but I wanted to seem cool. Um, so I read them. Anyway, point being, I read Clockwork Orange and it was one that I thought I wouldn't like, but I ended up loving it. And again, this is one that I couldn't tell you why I really liked it, but I just remember it gave, like, its messages on life and, um, like, what is really important and the ending. (laughs) I just remember really loving the ending and it makes up its own slang, um, like, throughout the book. And a lot of people said that they, like, it took away from the novel, but I remember, like, really getting into, like, the world and the characters and just loving it so yeah that wasn't a very good plug because I read it like four years ago now so I don't really remember anything about it except that I loved it and it was really dark and kind of gruesome but kind of hopeful so if that's what you're in the mood for maybe pick up Clockwork Orange um but yeah um we'll keep it short for today unless Molly has any other books to talk about? The last thing I want to add, this really just completes the old womanly picture and vibe that I have going on. Um, but I love Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I love it. It's it's so good. I I frequently exchange Pride and Prejudice memes with my friend like every single day. We send each other Pride and Prejudice memes. But the book is just really good. It's a fun story. I love how Austin kind of makes fun of like women at that time and society and I think she's she's a brave and bold author that people don't give enough credit to hell yeah and I haven't read it (laughs) I also love the BBC film and I watch the 2005 version like the two-hour version once a month literally it's it's kind of my form of therapy I feel like that's a thing like I've heard multiple people say that they love the BBC Pride and Prejudice. Well, the BBC Pride and Prejudice is a six-hour version. It's the miniseries. That is too and long. the 2005 <laughs> film is the two-hour version. And I love both of them. But the two-hour version is definitely more accessible to watch every month, which I do. Yeah, anyway. six hours every month dedicated <laughs> to Pride and Prejudice is kind of a lot. While we're admitting things, I think I should get it off my chest that I do not like Little Women. So... It's sad, but it's true. I tried really hard, and I failed to read it, to finish it. Yeah. I love it. I liked the movie. I love the movie. 
I didn't love the movie. I stood on a table and I proclaimed how much I loved (laughs) Little Women after I saw it. Um, Basically, anything historical and about women, I will love. That is very gay of you. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not gay. (laughs) We've talked about this. Anyway, um, I think that's it. Molly and Caroline signing off. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in to another weird episode of Lit. Yeah, if you haven't read a Paragon yet, neither have I. So tune in in November for when we're going to talk about that. And until then, enjoy your life and read some books. Farewell.